Hey friends, this is Boss Barista. I'm Ashley Rodriguez. So let's start with having you introduce yourself to our audience. All right. So first of all, hi, everyone. I, I'd like to thank you, Ashley, for, for this interview. Uh, I'm Andrea B. Pacas. Um, I am a coffee fan. I am a marketing student, and I am the co-founder and CEO of Coffeeunity. Um, I think that's those are the more, most in, uh, impressive things about me, maybe. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, uh, founding a, a company and being a CEO is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. uh, can you tell us a little bit about Coffee Unity, because it's not a typical coffee product. It's an app, right? Yeah. So Coffee Unity is an app where you can scan uh, a coffee label and you can get all the information about it, including its origin, uh, where the farm's located, who the producer is, what's uh, the varietal, how it, had, how it was processed in the mill, how it was roasted, Etc. And we want people to be able to have access to that information and then uh, share their experiences uh, of drinking that coffee with ratings and reviews so other people can find that coffee as well. So it's basically like on Instagram and Amazon and uh, Vivino. I don't know if you know that one, uh, but for coffee, I think we, we the coffee industry really needed an app like this. So that's what we've done. I'm interested in knowing more about that need that you saw. Like what inspired you to think of this idea and kind of take it from idea to to product? Yeah, so I think there are a lot of factors. First of all, I, I grew up in a, in a coffee family. I'm the sixth generation uh, of a coffee producing family here in El Salvador. So I think... Uh, coffee has always been an important part of my life. And I seem to get a little angry when I got to a certain place uh, and like renowned uh, roasters in the U.S. And then I asked them about the coffee, like trying to be a smart person. Uh, and the barista never knew anything about it. Um, there was no way of telling if a coffee was good or bad uh, just by seeing its brand. And another thing that, that affected was that I went to study in Mexico and I always took my coffee from El Salvador, from my family's farms. And one day I was out of coffee and I didn't have like any reference, anything that told me where I could go near from my, from where I lived at the time to buy good coffee. So I ended up buying a large expensive cup of coffee that I couldn't even drink because I was so used to drinking better coffee. Um, and I think a lot of other things got in the way. I saw how the, like the trickle down economics uh, work in, in the coffee industry and how my family had uh, sometimes a hard time selling good coffee and also being able to get uh, like a, like a return of investment for producing that quality coffee, you know? So there were a lot of uh, elements that, like, I just 
one day I just pieced them together and said, we need like the coffee industry really needs this, you know? I'm interested in knowing, so, you know, you guys take this product to SCA, it wins best new product. And I think a lot of the talking points about your app involve consumers. They involve people having it on their phones, being able to go into a coffee shop, like you said, and scan a bag of coffee and learn about it. Um, but I think you just talked a little bit about kind of how the whole um, like supply chain is affected. So I'm wondering how you see Coffee Unity like affecting not just consumers, but other people in the coffee industry, like farmers, like importers. Yeah, so this is actually something I, I've been like, that it's it's been kind of bothering me lately uh, because I have seen it at first hand. Uh, I was in New York City last week for the New York Coffee Festival, and I didn't have like it, it. It was an event to launch a coffee guide for New York, but then I I before I got there, um, I was just walking down the streets. I entered a, a really nice looking coffee shop, and I said, "Huh, this looks." Uh, pretty decent like the, the 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 interior design is amazing the baristas look like really interactive with people they have this brew bar they have um like they they say they have different origins so i told i tell the barista to brew me some tanzanian coffee and i ask him um what variety is this or or uh, how was it processed and he said, what, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know anything about that. So it suddenly hit me that farmers here in producing countries, they uh, invest a lot in producing great country so they can export it. And then uh, the trade, like the tradesperson sells it because it comes from a, a single origin and it has cupped, uh, I don't know, 80 plus. Um, and then... When it comes to the coffee shop or the retailer or the barista, like that knowledge is not transferred into them. They cannot transfer that to the consumer either. So the consumer will never be willing to pay more for that cup of coffee because it was better quality. So there comes the problem where I can't like a roaster or a retailer can't charge more for a cup of coffee and won't because they're already getting, um, a good money for it. But then when it comes back to the producing country, there's not enough left for, cons for the producers or the, like the farmers to, to get a good benefit, you know? And I think, uh, through Coffee Unity, one of the things we want to do is connect the consumer with the producer and let the consumer see how their, uh, spending, how their consumption affects the lives of other people in in these countries. I don't know if, if I get my point across. No, I think you did. And I think that's something that's really interesting about how the tech industry can really affect coffee is that there is more interconnectivity between the coffee supply chain. So instead of producers being you know, isolated in remote parts of coffee growing regions, you know, everyone has a phone, everyone has these apps, everyone can connect through Facebook or WhatsApp. And 
it seems like your like Kafunity is is one of those ways to merge that gap between people growing coffee far away and then people making coffee who probably may never meet each other. Yeah, and, and something else is I, I studied marketing. So we all know this very, very, very big coffee brand in the world. And I actually admire them because of the power they have to make people think that they're drinking the best coffee in the world and they're maybe not. Um, and I think that this is also an opportunity for uh, specialized roasters and small batch roasters and people who, who have just started uh, to sell their, their freshly roasted coffee to get to be known by other people through other people's ratings. Because if you don't have enough, like if you want to spend on a good uh, roasting machine or you want to spend on, on better quality, then sometimes you don't have enough money left to spend on marketing and, and going to events and uh, going to, to trade uh, like events. So I think that we're also uh, building a space where new roasters, small roasters, uh, or simply roasters that don't have enough um, budget for marketing to be known for the quality of their coffee, not for how much they have spent in, in Facebook ads or Google ads, you know? Right. So I think it's also important to, to like uh, a friend of mine recently put it this way, uh, before if you were a musician and you didn't have uh, a signed contract with a big record label, you were not going to be noticed by people. But then came um, iTunes and Spotify, and now you can be an independent uh, musician and get your music out there, and people will discover you, and you can you can get more fans, etc. So I think the same thing applies to what we're trying to do with roasters within Coffee Unity. Can you talk a little bit about growing up in El Salvador and growing up around coffee in that? how that influenced your life. Obviously you now have an app specifically geared towards coffee, but I wonder if that's where you saw your life going before this. Well, not really. I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed going to the farms and um, especially because all my cousins went to the farms uh, and I really thought it was like the best part of my childhood, I think, because um uh, I still, I still got into those adventures where we used to get lost in the in the farm, and and then I don't know, like we explored and everything. But uh, like my family, I think they really got uh, this idea that we should we should learn a little bit of everything. So my family has farms, they have a mill, they have a roaster, they have a coffee shop. So I think that. I was able to see the entire spectrum of the coffee and I always like snooped around and I think I got to hear a lot of it and I liked to understand what uh, they were doing to improve the quality of the soil and the quality of the trees and then uh, keep the, I don't know, I think I think I, I was exposed to so many uh, different factors that I started to fall in love with the industry because of its um, vastness, I think. I'm getting a little poetic here, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I think maybe 
I just loved that always. I wasn't inclined into, into saying, I am going to work with coffee when I'm older. It just kind of happened. I don't know. I just, I was just there one day and this idea struck me and, and I had all the foundations, you know, so I think that helped a lot. How did you even, like, how did this even begin? So you said it started with this idea, like what, what was next for you? Like, how did you go from, I have an idea to here is an app that works. Um, I think (laughs) for a lot of people in coffee, because we don't really have a lot of exposure to what tech is or like how to code or how to build apps. So like what, what was, what was the process of building this app? Yeah. So I, I don't know how, how to code either or, or how to build an app. Maybe if I had known, I wouldn't have done it <laughs> because it's really complicated, but I had this idea. I pitched it to my first, uh, the, the first person who joined in was Federico uh, Bolanos. He trains baristas. Uh, he's my uncle. So I pitched this idea to him and he said, oh my God, that is amazing. Let's do it. I, I'm willing to do it. And I wasn't even living here in El Salvador at the time. So I got the idea. I pitched him the idea and I went back uh, to Mexico. And then like we just started to look around for, for people who, who did programming. I absolutely, it was a, a big mistake, but I thought I wouldn't find that in El Salvador. So I looked around in Mexico, didn't find anyone either um, because it's such a big project. You know, we, we were not doing like a picture editing app or something. We were doing uh, like a social media and a rating system and a database and image recognition and everything. So it's, it was far more complicated than we, than we thought. Uh, but fortunately we found uh, a programmer here in El Salvador. He has a digital uh, agency for ads and publications and, and, and social media and stuff. And he was up for the challenge he didn't know exactly that it would be so hard to program this, but he just said, I, I can do that. And he got like, he, we all got very excited because we were doing something extremely crazy at the time. Like I think El Salvador has never produced uh, a nap that is directed for the whole world to use. So we were um, like taking on the challenge and saying uh, like, Let's do this. And another another thing was, for example, our database. Like, we have around 170,000 coffees at the time right now. So I started doing that database around two, three years ago in my apartment in Mexico. And now it has grown so much. Uh, and at some point, that was our, big, our biggest asset like to have all this information about the coffee shops. And then later we found, we like, we realized that the coffees that roasters were, were offering, they were going to change every fourth, like four or five months. So we had to keep up with them to have all the coffees. So it got like, we got really nervous and started to work like really, really, really fast. But I think we've established a, a little system right now for that. Um, but getting back to the challenge of um, building an app, 
I think whoever has made an app and is not a programmer, like you don't know what you're getting into, but I'm so proud that we just took on the challenge and, and, and did it. And now we've done it and we have achieved uh, so many amazing things with it. What were some of the biggest challenges initially getting this launched? Well, I think we, all of us miscalculated the effort and the, and like the um, technology that would be needed for it. So there are a lot of programs that do uh, image recognition, but getting it uh, like modified into what the coffee industry is like. So it's very difficult, for example, to read a coffee bag and to set up a pattern to read a coffee bag because all coffee uh, roasters and retailers, they like to get crazy with the bags and use different fonts and do things like that. That makes it really hard for the image recognition to work right now. So we had to modify that program. We are still like uh, working on it so we can perfect the image recognition Um, another thing was finding talent here in El Salvador. So there are very talented people, but they have not been introduced to the latest technologies, obviously. So most of the time it's, uh, like research, research, research on how to do something and then they can program it. So it's, it's been a long, like, I think it has taken a long time for us to get to a place we are right now. Uh, And those were some little setbacks. And another thing was, for example, what are we what are we going to include in this app? Are we going to include instant coffee as well? Are we going to include decaf coffee as well? Uh, and at the time, like for example, I think right now is a good time to include decaf because it's starting to become a little bit more um, specialty, maybe. But Two years ago, three years ago, we didn't even know about specialty decaf coffee. So we didn't know if we should include that or not. Or what would the opinion be on flavored coffees? Like it's cheating maybe in a rating system. If you have a caramel flavored coffee compared to a single origin from Kenya, you know. So there were a lot of decisions we had to make. We had to make to like cut off some things. So we wouldn't include... Uh, Uh, instant cappuccinos and stuff like that so we like we wouldn't distract the users with so many things and we wouldn't complicate ourselves either what what was it like taking this product to public and what was the initial response well it was scary of course i think we had been working on it for so long that like for us it was not It, lo it lost its newness, I think. It lost its, its, I don't know how to say this, but it wouldn't impact us anymore because we had worked for it, with it for so long. So when we launched it, we were not like really, really proud of it, I think. Not in a way that it's not good, but we had lost the excitement for a while there. Uh, But then we started, we, we, we launched it. It wasn't like a, like a hard launch. I think we would just put some ads on Facebook, put some ads on Google ads and wait for the best. Um, we also like, um, 
told some magazines to bu- to publish uh, things. We had good relationships with them. Um, and I think that was it. And we got uh, a good response, I think. Like, the, like that uh, user acquisition line went up pretty fast. Um, and that was exciting and scary. And then at the SEA, I think that was the, like the boost we needed. Like we needed this big pat on the back that told us like, there you go. You are doing so great. This is what people are needing. This is what people want. Um, and yeah, that was really excited to win those, the, the best new product of the year awards, because that was like, okay, the coffee industry has, uh, given us a green light here with this app. So let's keep working on it. Let's keep on doing what we're doing and try to perfect things and improve things. Uh, so yeah, I think that sums it up. What what was that like at SCA when you were competing for best new product? What kinds of questions did they ask or what kind of information do you think the judges were looking for and what do you think kind of overall pushed you over the edge to win? Well, I think there were there were a lot of things. First of all, I think someone someone else who interviewed me uh, a couple of months back told me this. They saw all the other um, products that were being like that were were participating in the in the award competition, I guess. And they said something very interesting, and I and I totally agree that most of the products that were being presented were for automation and do things faster and do things easier and do things yourself. Uh, and what set our app apart was do things more slowly, um, learn a little more, uh, do it with other people, like connect connect with other people, learn about the producer, learn about the roaster. So I think our, our product was more human-centered, but human community centered and others were just like make things easier for the human so i think um that was one that was one uh differentiator that really that really uh helped us and the other one was that i i stood at the community booth like all day for three days and suddenly like the um, competition judges came by and I had this like neat pitch arranged when everyone came by and suddenly uh well what I did was if I was talking to a roaster I was talking to them and at the same time I was looking for the roastery in our app because we had a lot of roasters we had around 2,500 roasters at the time so while I was speaking with the person, like not trying to be rude, but I was looking for their, for their roastery. So then I could say, look, you're here. And they got really excited. So um, one of the judges uh, came by and I was speaking to him and I looked for the, for the roastery and there it was. And I showed him and I think that really, really like, made him proud of this because most of them said, oh, you're not going to find this. We're really small. And then sometimes we did find them and we did have them in our database. And I think that uh, pleased a lot of people. So uh, 
the judge came and uh, he, he started to ask a lot of other questions. We spoke for about an hour, I think. Uh, and a couple of hours later, he came back with his wife, who was also a judge. And then a, uh, a daily, I didn't know they were the judges, but I remember them. Uh, and the next day, the another judge came, and it was their son, apparently. So I think, like, we, we, we got lucky there. Um, and I think that also, I don't know how to say this, I think... We were like the, the 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 unexpected turn of listen. We are we have a very small booth. We have a very new product that may might work, might not work uh, for you right now. But we have done all this and we have worked our ass off for this. Sorry if I can't say that. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. You can say that. So I think that I think that they saw us and they saw our effort. At, at least I felt like I had put up so much effort for this. Um, and I think that was noticed. So that's, I think, maybe what uh, helped us win. So I've seen a lot of television shows about startups, about CEOs, about just what it's like to have a tech company. And I wonder, I wonder what it's been like for you as the CEO of your own company. Like, do you go pitch a lot? Do you, do you have a lot of struggles with like how to run a business? Like, I wonder like what it's like for you as a CEO. Yeah. Well, I think it's, um, being a CEO, it's very hard. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Uh, I have had to learn everything as I go. So I had to take over the financials. I had to take over the legal stuff. I had to take over the team, um, like build a team. Um, I had to sacrifice some things to get other things we needed more. Um, also, I had to learn like to stand my ground. I'm the like in the in the board uh, with all the partners. I'm 23 years old, and the and the next one is almost 30, and the next one is 45, and. I'm the only girl, so I had to really stand my ground and learn how to make uh, a strong voice for myself, I think. And this was not only the case with the board, but also with the team, because most of the team is also very young. So who was I, a 23, 22-year-old woman, telling them, hey, you should... uh, really worry about your, your, I don't know, you have to turn this in today and, and like be that tough person that I usually am not. So it was hard uh, doing that, but I think uh, it has taught me so much about myself, about how I have to be with the world, not only with my business, like to be compassionate, to be hardworking. I've taken like all the all the different roles that you can think of, like a mother, a boss, a friend, uh, a finance geek. I have been become like a lawyer. I have become a product designer. I have become a designer. I have become. I think like every day you have to, you have your set of masks, and you just like, oh, it's time to put my financial mask and 
put that on and do my financial stuff and then get back to being the good boss and the funny uh, joker in the office. So it's kind of interesting. I think it's a, a real roller coaster every day is extremely different from the day before. Um, but it has taught me so much. And I think, uh, like, I love, I love to work. I really love to work. You could call me a workaholic. Um, and I don't even consider it work. Maybe that's, that's it. I don't consider it work because I believe in what we're doing. And I love to see, for example, last night, no, uh, last week, there was this programmer who was stuck with something and he wrote me at 4 a.m. And he told me, if I were doing anything that wasn't community, I would not stay up until 4 a.m. to do this. But I like this project so much that I am. So it gives me like so much pride to see not only me very passionate about this idea, but like the entire team very passionate about what we're doing and what we can achieve uh, with our hard work. It seems like you're on a pretty incredible journey, <laughs> which is kind of amazing to hear, um, especially with the amount of a uh, amount of attention I think startups get, especially right now. Um, it can seem like being a CEO is very kind of can be very crushing at points, but, but it seems like you've you found a way to balance it and see your responsibility while at the same time loving what you do every day. Yeah, and also to add a little bit about what about seeking. Uh, for investors and, and, and networking and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's really, it's really like just a matter of really luck or, or I don't know, like I, I think the best things that have, have happened to community are just out of luck and being like being well-intended. So, for example, I went to the New York Coffee Festival this this uh, last week, and I was there like to promote Coffee Unity and to talk to some roasters and stuff. But then all of a sudden, there was this person who started to talk to me and said, "I have really good contacts. I have. Uh, I'm very interested in helping you. So now we're, I have this great contact uh, who I can not only ask for." for help in the industry, but also share my passion with coffee, with about coffee with, or um, like our angel investor was just a, a, like, you should know, you know, like we just thought about this person. We called them up. He said he had one hour available and we stayed talking about community for four hours. And a week later we had the angel investment. So I think we've we've been lucky, but we've also like we have we have had to create our own luck and be in the right places. But I think yeah, it's it's not like you expect like you will go to a networking event and you will uh, talk to someone and really get to know them and and yeah, keep that contact forever and become best friends right away. So I think it's like it's different. At least for me, it has been different to create these these contacts. What do you think the future of Coffee Unity is going to be? Okay, that, that is a tough question. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Coffee Unity has 
a real potential to change how the industry works, how people drink coffee, how people um, promote the coffee they produce. I think we can get rid of uh, price disparities. I think we can get rid of uh, biased uh, buying processes where you will buy a coffee because it is a good brand or because it looks pretty. I think we can improve um, the quality as a whole that is being consumed uh, around the world. And I think we can become a very useful tool for a lot of people within the industry uh, on different levels. So for roasters, for tasters, for uh, consumers, for producers, for even like I want community to be the, the epicenter of the coffee community worldwide and to connect people and to show them. This is one thing that, that I always like to think about community. Like I have my serious Instagram and my serious uh, Twitter and I have my ser my playful Twitter where I just, I don't know, retweet memes and stuff. So I want community to be that place where people who know about coffee and who consider themselves geeks or, or really passionate about coffee, they can come and blow off some steam and talk with people who will understand them. And uh, yeah, and like, I want coffee unity to be like a, like a fireplace where coffee lovers gather and talk about coffee and celebrate coffee and learn about coffee. So that's another poetic soliloquy that I have given you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I think community can become. I think in the in the beginning, something that you said that was interesting was that it will um, the community can help people promote the coffee that they produce, and I think I mean I don't know if you think this the same way, but I think probably the most interesting technology right now in coffee involves connecting the entire supply chain. And I wonder, this is another very big question, but like, where do you see the future of just like technology and coffee in general? Maybe that's like, okay. <laughs> again, a really big question, but I think you're kind of uniquely poised to think about yeah. it. No. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's, it's with technology in general, like we just need to, to find the right ways to use it. So I think it's awesome that we can create uh, automated machines and uh, the most precise scales and the best new uh, espresso machines. But I think what we need to do is use them uh, to be more efficient, but never to lose the human connection that should uh that should exist within the coffee industry. I don't know if if you understand what no, I'm saying. No, that makes sense. I think that we, yeah, we need to we need to use technology as much as we can because it's good because it can facilitate a lot of things. But we should never take our our eyes off the important thing in the world that is human connections. You know. Is there anything else you want people to know about you? Uh, no, 
<laughs> I know that's always a question where I, I kind of put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Is there anything you you want people to know about Coffee Unity? Like what um is there anything they might be able to expect in the future? Any big I mean because you were just in New York for New York Coffee Festival. Um where else can people find you? Yeah, well right now I think my my trips are over for for the year. I hope not, but yeah. Um I would say expect a new update in a couple of weeks or so. That will be great. Um, also for roasters to expect a little more attention for them, because I know right now it's very hard for roasters to get their coffees into community easily. Um, so we're we're building something really great for them to to do that on their own. That I think will will ease things up like even more. Um, and I think. I always say this, but I think people should be patient because we're we're trying to do something so cool. We have so many ideas, but it takes time. It takes effort uh, to get things right and to do the things uh, in a way that the users will, like all kinds of users, will appreciate it most and, and have like a real use for the app. So we're working hard. We're really passionate. We're really excited for what's coming. Uh, and yeah, share it with your friends, share it with your family, and let's get this community going. <laughs> you can download the app on your phone. It's free, right? Yeah, it's completely free. Uh, it's available on the App Store and the Play Store. You can also check us out in our in our website, coffeecommunity.com, for more information and, and to contact us. And let's say you couldn't find like a roaster that, like, let's say you find something that you do that you don't have in your database. Users can contribute to the database, right? Right now, we've opened only like for you to to upload a coffee within an existing roaster because we need to keep like a control over it. Um, but as I said, we're making it easier for roasters to come up on the, on the database right now. We're working on that. Uh, it includes a little more security and a little more like double checking to see if the information is correct. But yeah, if you have a coffee that is not in our database, but the roaster is, then you can upload it easily. That's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. This has been a really, really, really interesting conversation. And I know that our listeners are going to get a lot out of it. And you are incredible. This is Boss Barista signing off. Thank you again for listening. Bye. Boss Barista was created by me, Ashley Rodriguez and made in collaboration with Good Beer Hunting, which is an industry-leading brand studio, editorial platform, and podcast devoted to the many issues worth discussing around the things that we eat and drink. You can learn more at goodbeerhunting.com. Please check out their website. There are so many incredible articles that I find myself looking at constantly over and over looking for advice about how we can be better in the coffee industry. They're doing a great job and they're helping us make this podcast for you folks. So goodbeerhunting.com. Go ahead, check them out.